even holding on to that which is good, which is Elohim. You know, these folks have borne the whoredom of their parents and their forefathers, yet they have their old man, their flesh man, that is, this lust, broken down, humbled, and dead. And as a result, they're no longer fleshly or worldly, but now are reborn spiritually via the water of the word and of the Ruach HaKadosh. Within the book of Joshua, we can expect to learn the plan of Elohim concerning the body of Yahshua, as Ecclesia and those born-again believers that make up spiritual Israel. We'll learn how they're to enter into the kingdom of Elohim, what to expect once in, as well as how to proceed once in. Another perspective we'll be exploring is that of the land and its inhabitants of the land. And the inhabitants of the land, how the land of Canaan speaks to the kingdom of Elohim within us and how its inhabitants relate to the remnants of the fallen angels, demons, or the devils, or, and other unclean spirits which currently inhabit the land inherited by the born-again believer, i.e. our flesh bodies and this fleshly world. We learned that the borders of the land of Canaan, i.e. the kingdom of Elohim, are also within us. Uh, from its entrance in the wilderness, that is the pricking of our hearts, which make up the southern border to Lebanon, or heart of righteousness, with the admonition not to be stupid or slow or learning or stubborn, making up the northern border. Spiritually speaking, the kingdom's eastern border is great fruitfulness, symbolized by the great river Euphrates, with its western border being made up of the great sea, which spiritually speaks to our great sea of memories. The land itself speaks to our flesh or carnal nature, hence the admonition that we be strong and of good courage, that we not become terrorized or fearful, by the inhabitants of the land, for they are symbolized by the Hittites, whose name means terrorizers. That is, the peoples, places, and things within our lands and our world and our flesh that would normally cause us to be terrified. Now that we understand where the borders of the kingdom are, what they represent, and what the inhabitants speak to physically and spiritually, what's next? What's next is to understand that just about the entire book of Joshua deals with what happens just prior to crossing the Red Sea as well as what happens after they cross the Red Sea. I mean, not the Red Sea, the Jordan River, you know. And so, that said, we're going to continue on, and we're in Joshua chapter 2. Hallelujah. I think we left off at um, verse 10, so we're going to pick it up with 11 and 12. And it reads, And as soon as we had heard the things, as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did neither did there remain any courage in any man because of you. For Yahuwah, your Elohim, he is the Elohim in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now, if the enemy know that, how come we can't get that through our thick skulls? If even the enemy know that our L is the L of the heavens above and the earth beneath, then what are we worried about? Mm -hmm. right. You know, said that there didn't remain any more courage in them. That word courage is actually Ruach, number 7307. You know, there wasn't any spirit left in them. You know, they, they knew they were doomed. They knew they were in trouble, especially after they saw what happened to, uh, to Sihon and Ug, right? You heard, we read, um, got into, you know, what, who they were and, and what they were about last week, right? Yep, yep. Verse 12 goes on to say, Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by Yahuwah, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token. Hmm. Want a true token. This word true is that meth, number 571, speaks to firmness, faithfulness, truth. Because truth is firm, it's faithful, it's, it's forever, it's, it never changes, amen? You know, um, and this word token is oath, number 226. You know, it speaks to a sign, a signal, or a distinguishing mark. You know, so here it is. Rahab is asking, you know, we want, what she's saying, I need, I need a true token. I need a token of truth. I need a distinguishing mark. You know, and so we talked about Rahab and what she represents. We talked about how she represents those that's in the enemy camp that's going to that's going to betray the enemy and turn and go to go to Yah, right? Those who are serving the enemy, but you know, at the last minute they're going to like, no, I'm rolling with Yahuwah Elohim, you know. And so 
they're gonna they're going to uh, commit adultery, if you would, with their God to go over to Yah. You know, hence she's depicted as in her. You know, so she's asking for a true token of you know, so a token of truth. Who's the truth? Yahshua is the truth, right? His word is the truth. You know, they're actually asking for a, a, a truth token, you know, you know, a, a distinguishing mark. You know, Yahshua says in John 14, 6, he says, Yahshua saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You know, so, you know, can't you see that? That Rahab is asking for Yahshua. Mm -hmm. Rahab's asking for Yahshua. She's saying, you know, give me the truth. <laughs> I want the truth. I, you know, I want the way. I want, I want the life of, of me and my family to be saved. Amen? You know, give me the truth. Give me a distinguishing mark that I had the truth too. You know? And so the distinguishing mark, you know, it's found in Matthew Yahoo 7, 15 through 20. It speaks of the, uh, of the fruits. You know, it says, Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits, ye shall know them. You know, and so, like, here it is. She asking for the truth. She want Yahshua, and she want a distinguishing mark. She want to see the fruit of the Ruach. <laughs> you know, she's saying, show me some love. Show me some long-suffering. Show me some goodness. Show me and my family some temperance, you know. So, yes, you know, so this is what Rahab is asking for. She's striking up the deal. And she continues on in verses 13 and 14. She says, and that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brother and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her. Our life for yours, <laughs> if you utter not this business. Now, you can't be going around telling everybody. You can't say, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm going to strike this deal. I'm going to let you down. Then go tell go tell uh, your people, like, yeah, we just let them down. Go get them. Amen. You know, not, it don't work that way, mm -hmm. you know. So you, if you utter not this business, and it shall be when Yahuwah have given the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Hallelujah. Sound like a fair deal, right? Right. You know, uh, Exodus 17, 2. You know, they're told our life for yours. Mm -hmm. This is what the two the two witnesses, um, or, or the two spies rather, this is what they what they told Rahab. Rahab our life, our life for yours. Mm -hmm. You know, and this reminds me. You know, of a principle or a precept in Scripture. Exodus 17, 2 speaks to it well. It says, Wherefore the people did chide with Moshe and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moshe said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do ye tempt Yahuwah? Right. You see, Moshe saying, I'm nobody. You think I'm running this show? I'm not running nothing. You think I'm doing all this stuff? I'm not doing anything. It's not me. I know it looked like me because I'm his vessel, but trust me, it's not me. You're not chiding with me. You're tempting Yahoo. And they found out that they were tempting Yahoo, and Moshe ain't had nothing to do with it. Also consider 1 Samuel 8, 7, you know, a second witness to this precept. Says and Yahuwah said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me. For I should that I should not reign over them. 
Say again, you know, when you reject Yah's representative or you mistreat Yah's representative or you help Yah's representative, it's just like you're doing it to Yah. Can you see that? You know, Moshe said, why y'all chatting with me? It's not me. I'm just doing what I'm told. You know, Samuel said, you know, or Samuel, he said, like, hey, look, look, you know. No, actually, Yah is telling Samuel. Yah is telling, Yah himself is telling Samuel, hey, look, don't even worry about it. They didn't reject you. You know, I know you feel bad for, for me, but no, I don't. They didn't reject you. They rejected me. You know, they rejected me. That I should not reign over. You know, and so, like, people have to understand that because that's something where they greatly err today. They greatly err, you know, in not, not, not looking at the people of Elohim as Elohim. Elohim is in all his people. He's in all his people. You know, and that's what you have to recognize. That's what you have to understand. Mm -hmm. You can't serve Elohim without serving his people. Mm -hmm. You know, because you're missing so much of Elohim that's not getting served. Mm -hmm. Because Yahshua has a many-member body. Mm -hmm. How are you going to serve him without serving the other members? Okay. That's impossible. You know, so you have to understand this. This is why Yahshua himself, this is why he taught in Matthew Yahoo 10, 40 through 42. He says, he that receiveth you, speaking to his disciples, he that receiveth you, receive of me. He that receiveth me, receive of him that sent me. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receive a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink one of these little ones a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. So please understand. Please understand. You can't serve Yah without serving his people. See, some people think they can do this on their own. Some people think that they can go and shut themselves up in their house and they can just worship Yah and they can just serve Yah and they can just, you know, do it all on their own and just have Yah all to themselves. Yah is too big for one little old person. You know, you can't fit Yah into your life. You got to put your life into Yah. And Yah is in many people. So you have to be amongst his people. This is why he tells you, to have a holy convocation every Sabbath. So that you can come amongst him. So he can dwell amongst in the midst of his tabernacles. You know, and you have to recognize that each and every one of us are a type of tabernacle or would be tabernacle. Hallelujah. Say la on that one. You know, let's consider, uh, I'm sorry, continue on with uh, verses 15 and 16. It says, then she, speaking of Rahab, let them down by a cord through the window, for a house was upon the town wall. And she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, get you, into the, get you to the mountain, telling them, go to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourself there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may you go your way. You know, we have to learn to follow us as, as believers, us as, as saints and would-be saints. We have to learn to follow directions. We have to learn to follow instructions. If we don't, we're going to get in trouble. We're going to get in trouble with Yah. We're going to get in trouble with the world. You know, we have to know and understand that, yes, Yah has set us free. But he didn't set us free to do what we like. Right. He didn't set us free so that we can do whatever we want to do in life. He set us free to choose whom ye shall serve. See, a lot of people think they're free. 
They think they free to do whatever they want, you know, because it says whom y'all set free, they're free indeed. Yes, you are free indeed, but you're not free in the sense of of you're your own master. No, you're never that kind of free. You're just free to choose whom you shall serve. You can choose to serve Yah or you can choose to serve Hasatan. And even when you think you're serving you, you're serving Hasatan, just for the record. You know, I want you to understand that. At the end of the day, there's only two that you can serve. That's Yah or Hasatan. You know, and what Yah came to do, what Yahshua came to do, he came to set the captives free. But not free so that they can go and roam, roam the land being happy heathens. No, he came to set them free that they might choose whom they may serve. And so we free to choose who we going to serve. You know, and so here it is. Rahab is telling the two spies, go into the mountain. Now, when I read this, I think of I think of Yah and I think of his kingdom. I think of uh, what we find in Daniel chapter 2. Let me have my first reader read Daniel chapter 2, verses 31 through 35, and then jump down to Daniel 2.44, please. Daniel 2.31 through 2.35. Thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image, this great image whose brightness was excellent stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone that was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet, that were of iron and clay, and break them to pieces. Then was the iron and clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken into pieces together, and became like chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them. And the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Daniel 2.44 And in the days of these kings shall the Allah of heaven set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right. So here it is. She says, get you to the mountain. Now, when I read that, the mountain I envision is this mountain in, in Daniel. That's spoken of in Daniel. In verse 34, it says, thou sawest till that stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet and that were of iron and clay and break them into pieces. And then verse 35 went on to say, and that stone that smoked the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. You know, and then verse 44 tells you what that mountain was. And it said, in the days of these kings, a lot of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And so we see that that mountain spoke to the kingdom of Elohim. You know, now, just as a side note, I want to um, point something out because a lot of people erroneously, you know, think this, you know, um, from from uh, what I've heard anyway. So we have our Muslim brothers, you know, and you have a lot of people say that they worship another God, you know, a God of the moon or this, that, or the other, you know, and. I just want to show you something. Like Daniel was written in, uh, was written while he was in captivity, okay, and so it was written in Arabic. And you know, normally in Hebrew, in um, Hebrew in the in the uh, sacred writings, you know, we find Elohim number four thirty, and this is what's translated as God. But wherever you see God in the book of Daniel, it's actually, uh, I'm sorry, that's a typo. It's actually number 426, you know, not 425, it's 426, you know, and it's Allah, you know. Now, it's Allah or Allah, you know, and so 
they're not worshiping another God. They were sons of Abraham, you know, and so they was worshiping the same God, but they never received his name. They only had his title, and that's what Allah is. It's a title. It's the feminine form of the title, actually, you know, where El is the masculine form and Elohim is the plural form, you know, so, you know, just as a side note, you know, I, I don't want people thinking like, you know, like, you know, like they're, they're worshiping another God. No, they're not. You know, they were sons, um, uh, you know, it's believed that they stem from Ishmael, who was the son of Abraham, Abraham's, um, uh, or Abram's first son, right? You know, and he learned about Yah from living with his dad, you know? And so, but they didn't know Yah by his name at that time. It wasn't revealed, um, you know, to to them it was revealed to uh to the seed of Isaac later on. So they only knew him as Allah. You know, so uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because, you know, uh, a lot of people misconstrue that. You know, but uh yes. So this uh mountain you know, that Rahab's telling him to go to. I envision that as being the kingdom of Elohim. You know, so we go on to verses 17 and 18. And it says, And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, shall, when we come into the land, shall bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. All right? We got that? All right, so that's the deal. So whoever going to be saved got to be in this house with the line of scarlet thread in the window. Right? All right, this... this uh. This word line for line of scarlet thread. Line is tick tigva, and it's number eighty six fifteen, and it speaks to a cord, but it also speaks to hope or expectation. Hallelujah. You know, and then we have scarlet. The word scarlet. I love this word. This word is shani, number eighty one forty four, and it speaks to the crimson word. Oh my. Goodness, the crimson worm is a whole is a whole uh, message in and of itself. You know, it comes from the Cocos um, elysis. The Cocos elysis is actually a worm, and it's a type of worm that uh, essentially sacrifices its life so that its children can be born. It literally climbs up on a tree, fixates fixates itself to the tree and then prepares his body to become food for his future larvae and then the larvae hatch and consume its body that is done fixated on the, on the tree and sacrifice that they might eat of it and grow and then hatch and come into life and it's a beautiful picture of Yahshua, you know, and how he would get up on the tree and allow himself to be fixated and sacrifice his life and feed his children with his flesh and blood. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is just the fact that that is in scripture is yeah, amazing. Just the fact that you find it in scripture and you find it here and another place you find it is in Psalm 22, you know, a, a, a psalm that's specifically speaking about Yahshua and his passion or his crucifixion, the time when he is fixated on that tree, where he says, I'm not even a man, I'm a worm. That's Coxus Elysis, that's Shani. You know, he was talking about the sacrifice that he was making, or David was talking about the sacrifice that Yahshua would make, you know, that's entailed within the life of this worm. Mm -hmm. 
even way back then. I, that see, it's stuff like that that just you know assures us that this book wasn't written by man. Cause there's no way, there is no way on Yah's green earth anybody could predict that outside of Yah's intervention. You know, come on now, like that is such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful testament to the divinity of the word. You know that it's not even funny. You know, then we have thread, which is cool. Number twenty-three thirty-nine. It speaks to a string by implication of measuring tape. You know, you know, so what is our hope or our expectation? You know, first first uh, Titus tells us, first Titus 1, 1 says, Paul, an, an apostle of Yahushua Mashiach, by the commandment of Elohim, our Savior, the Adonai Yahushua Mashiach, which is our hope. Our hope is Yahshua, right? Hallelujah. You know, so that's our line. That's our line of scarlet thread. It's even Yahshua. Mm -hmm. You know, he is our line. He is our hope, our expectation. You know, he is our crimson worm. You know, our scarlet, our crimson worm, our cocus elysis. You know, uh, Acts 24, 14 and 15 says, But this I confess unto thee, that after the way, Selah, which they call heresy, so worship I the Elohim of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the Torah and in the prophets. Did he say he didn't believe in the Torah and the prophets no more? He said, believing all things which are written in the Torah and the prophets. And they say that he, don't, he didn't believe in the Torah and prophets no more. They say he was against it. No, he wasn't. He said he believed all things. That's in there. Verse 15. And have hope toward Elohim, mm -hmm. which they themselves also allow that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, mm -hmm. both of the just and unjust. Yeah. See, now, this Yahshua is our hope, and our expectation is to be resurrected from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So, this is our line of scarlet. That's our line of scarlet. You know, now, Matthew Yahoo 6, 22 and 23, it teaches us about the window, you know, and to be able to, to, uh, to see this, no pun intended, you know, but to be able to see this, you know, you have to understand that the eyes, you know, um, as the saying go, are the windows to the soul. Mm -hmm. You know, the eyes is as a window in the house. It's what let, lets the light in. Mm -hmm. You know, and so this is what Yahshua is speaking about in, in Matthew Yahoo 6, 22 and 23. says, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thine whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. How's that for an admonition? You know, uh, I could have sworn something else supposed to have been here. But anyway, that is our window. You know, so I pray that you can see the line of scarlet in the window. You know, the line is Yahshua, our hope and expectation, which our expectation is the resurrection of the dead that will be resurrected you know and the window that it is to hang out of you know represent our eyes or our understanding now revelation 12 9 through 11 and revelation 14 12 through 13 my next reader please And the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, 
and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of his uh, Messiah. For the accuser of our brother is cast down, which accused them before Elohim day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Here is the patient, uh, Revelation 14 and 12. Here is the, uh, the patient of the saints. Here are they that kept the commandment of Elohim and the faith of Yahushua. Uh, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Right blessed are the dead which die in the Adonai. From hereforth, henceforth, yea, saith the Ruach, that they might rest for their labors and their works do follow them. Okay, so I have this up here because this is a time that's yet to come that will kind of parallel what we're reading about in the book of Joshua. You know, it'll be a time when the great dragon, when he'd be cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. It's a time, you know, when the our salvation will come, just even as the time for the two spies, their salvation came through Rahab. Can you see that? You know, um, you know, she saved them a life for a life. You know, and so now it's come to salvation and strength in the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of Mashiach. If you think about Israel who was waiting for their two spies to come back, you know, they were thinking exactly this. They were thinking, now it's come our salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our Elohim and the power of their El. Because he was about to bring them into the promised land, which would be the kingdom of Elohim. So this is exactly what they were thinking. You know, now, take note how they overcome the enemy. Because it's the same way that the two spies and all those that will, will follow them or be likened them to them, you know, will, oh, same way they, they overcame. And that is by having the red line, the line of scarlet in their windows. That is the blood of the lamb. You know, um, the blood, which of course is red. The lamb, who is Yahshua, who represents that, that line and represents that crimson worm. And the word of the testimony, the word of his testimony, which represents that line, that red line being in the window or in their understanding. You know, and as Rahab, she loved not her life unto death. Because if she would have got caught helping them, Surely she would have she would have been killed, you know. So she was willing to risk her life to save theirs, you know. And so, like, this is going to be very similar to what we'll have to do in the time to come, you know. And hence, Revelation fourteen twelve tells us here is the patience of the saints. We're to let patience have its perfect work within us. Amen. Here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of Elohim and the faith of Yahushua. You know, again, those that have that red cord in their window. Said, right blessed are the dead which die in the Adonai from henceforth. Yea, saith the Ruach. Blessed are the dead. There is coming a time when it will be a blessing to die. It will be a blessing to die. There's also coming a time when folks going to be seeking to die and can't. You know, so there'll be a time when it'll be a blessing to die in Yahshua. You know, and during this time, this will be when you have the number of the beasts going around. This will be when you have the mark. This will be when, you know, no one will be able to buy or sell except they have the mark. And this 
maybe sooner than we think. You know, there's a lot of things that's that's in the making that's lining up with this this type of thought. You know, they're, they're talking about moving to an electronic currency. If they move to electronic currency, it's easy as one, two, three, ABC, one, two, three, to lock people out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, because at, at that point, it's just to push up a button. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to understand the signs of the times. Prior to today, the technology didn't exist to even for this to even come to pass. It would have been practically impossible, you know, um, for this to, to come to pass. But today, in in our time, with the technology that's available to to us during this time, this is they're quite capable of this. They're quite capable, and it's just a matter of implementing. Uh, a, a one world uh, currency you know and we shall see you know but we don't want to be like these folks we don't want to be, be, be like these folks who received the number of the beast we don't want to take their mark we don't want it to be in our forehead or in our right hand amen, amen. you know so you know we have to make certain that we don't fall into that. Now, just to show like how things are progressing, you know, I don't know if um, anybody uh, heard about this, but this came out a couple days ago, you know, and what this is supposed to be is a fossilized uh, alien that was actually found in Peru in uh, 2017. And as of September the 13th, 2023, it was revealed, presented to the Congress of Mexico and by some scientists that were stating that, you know, it was authentic and that it was from another world and that these were some fossilized uh, it was actually two of them they were saying that they were fossilized aliens they were saying the other one was actually pregnant and still had eggs in the womb you know now the uh, media you know they made a joke of it but I don't see it as a joking matter because for one it got media attention you know, if it really was a joke, no one would be talking about it. They wouldn't be showing it. They wouldn't be letting you see it. You know, why do I say that? Because when the President of the United States, you know, when he, when they was upset with him, and he wanted to speak out, they shut him up, and he probably been the most powerful man in the world. And you ain't hear a peep from that man for months. Am I lying? But they make way for you to hear about this. Question is why? You know, it's because the word is true. It's because even as Yahshua said, in the last days it will be as in the days of Noah. You know, and so, like, this is just really showing us, or what they're doing is they're preparing us for what's to come. This is what you call, this is what you call a seed. They're sowing the seed into the minds of the public. You know, now, if you if you recall, not too long ago, I was telling you about a 911 call, you know, of someone, some resident in Las Vegas who called 911 because they said uh, a UFO crashed in their backyard. You know, and they said that, you know, hey, there's aliens out here walking around in our backyard. And then they were saying, we hear them on the roof. You know, why are these stories coming out at this time? Why are they publicizing? Again, they're planting seeds in the psyche 
of the masses. You know, they've been doing these very selectively, you know, throughout the last the last few years. You know, I've been noticing and I've been trying to call call your attention to them, you know, when you know, when I hear about it, you know, but this is not by happenstance. Please understand, it's not by happenstance. You know, and if scripture is is the truth, then they speak of these things. So as much as they want to joke about it, scripture tells us it's true, but then they make jokes about our scriptures. Mm -hmm. You know, they say it's a joke. Mm -hmm. They say it's ancient history, do they not? Yes. You know, so say a lot. I just want to, you know, I just present this, you know, because I want you to know what's going on and I want you to know like what they're doing. You know, just like, you know, when when the uh, virus came out, I, you know, I let you know. I, I told you, look, this is what's going to happen. This is how long it's going to last. And pretty much everything I told you came to pass. Because once you know their, once you know how, how their method of operation, it's not hard to figure out what they're going to do next. You know, and so, like, they, they're following they're following the playbook, you know, play by play, you know, with the mass psychosis and, you know, and the mind control techniques. And this is just yet another one. This, they're planting the seed, you know, then they present a problem, then they give you a solution. It's the same old thing. They've been doing it. They've been doing it for years, over and over and over again. It's like it don't it don't get old. It don't get old because it works. It works. You know, and if you sit there and you listen to their propaganda long enough, you're going to believe them. You know, I suggest you read your word. Stay in your word. Believe it. You know, because it too is going to come to pass, just as it says. You know, and I'm not in no way claiming to be a prophet. I just, you know, y'all just gave me eyes to see, you know, their method of operation. And all you got to do, you know, is you know, sit back and, and, and watch. You can tell. You can tell what they're going to do. You know, when you start seeing this kind of stuff, you know, you start, when you know how to follow the propaganda machine, you see, you see what they're pushing, you know, and you can know what's coming next. You know, just like I told my wife, you know, I told her, like, you know, uh, yeah, you know, y'all going to be having some trouble in, in cosmetology field because they causing everybody to, you know, walk around with, I, I used to call them mop heads. You know, just, you know, like they just woke up and just walk out the door, you know, and just, I said, you know, that's what's coming to pass. You know, they're programming the minds. I could see it in, in all the shows and all the commercials and, 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 and everything. And she told me I was crazy. <laughs> but then she later came back and told me I was right. You know, just like they have another agenda now. Like, you know, they're switching it again. Now they're showing many many other women bald you know bald like my head you know yeah <laughs> or with a, just a little fade you know very very short or short hair you know and you should see this constantly you know in all the movies all the commercials you know this is how they set the trends this is this is how they plant seeds in the psyche next thing you you know you see it transpiring in the public and people don't understand this is how they do it. You know, and if you want to know what's the agenda, all you got to do is sit back, watch the propaganda machine, and see what they're promoting. And you'll, you'll watch it come to pass. I promise you. You know, I've been doing it for years. You know, so when I see stuff like this, I know that this is just a seed. You know, it's just a seed that they're planting. And then you're going to see more and more of it. You know, and it just... When I first saw it, I just laughed. It just tickled me so so bad because I just I was like, "That's ET," you know, like, <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, it just I, I just I couldn't stop laughing because I was like, "That is ET." Because when when you see the whole when you see the whole body, it's it's only about the size of a small child, and it has these three long fingers and one really long finger. And all I could see was E.T. holding his finger out talking about E.T. phone home, you know. And so I just couldn't stop laughing, you know. 
So, you know, now there are some scientists that's, you know, saying that, like, you know, they're not buying into it or whatever, you know, but it was presented by some scientists to the Congress of a country, you know, the country of Mexico, you know, so, you know, that, that gives it some legitimacy, you know, to get that far, you know what I'm saying, you know, to get that far to be presented to Congress, you know, and they claim they have evidence, you know, now the evidence still has to be validated, and I guess that's what they're doing, validated, verifying, and I guess that's what they're doing at this point, you know. What's the seed they're planting? The seed that they're planting is that we're not alone okay. in the universe. Mm -hmm. The seed that they're planting is that we're not alone on this planet. Mm -hmm. right. The seed that they're planting is that they are there are extraterrestrial beings mm -hmm. within our midst. That's true. So it's a battle, it, you know, that's happening between Yah's messengers and well, no, 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 we're not there yet, you know. But but that's that's the seed that they're planting. It's just that they're out here, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You know, whereas like be, like before, like it was always it was so preposterous. We're not even gonna show that, you know. Right. right. We're not even gonna talk about that. That's not news. <laughs> But now all of a sudden it's news again. Mm -hmm. Why is it news again? There's another witness to that. What's that? Oh, really? Oh man, that sounds like your kind of movie. So, but this was basically plastic, you know, a real NFL game. Two, there was black and white ones, and you know, base was real. They, you know, back here is just like Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here, here, here we are. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this is this is what's coming next. We'll, we'll take questions afterwards. Okay. Um, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, so, Joshua two nineteen through twenty one, and it shall be. And whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head. So the two spies are telling him, tell your people, don't leave up out the house. You know, if you do, we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be in the house, his blood shall be on, on, on our head, if any hand be upon him. But, and if other... And if other this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. Mm -hmm. Now, we're to be as the Rahabs of today, or in order for us to be saved, in order for any other Rahabs to be saved, in any order for any of her family to be saved, they have to be in the house with the red scarlet cord in the window. That is, they have to have in their understanding the crimson worm. That is the testimony of Yahshua. Because the crimson worm, you know, literally is the testimony of Yahshua. You know, his, his life is the testimony of Yahshua. You know, this has to be in their understanding. They have to have the hope of Yahshua and the expectation of being resurrected. That's the only way that you can freely give up your life. Is if you know you're going to be resurrected. You know, and given another one. You know, so it's not, it's not such a bad trade-off. You know, but do understand that we have to um, that the modern day Rahab have to have an understanding of Yahshua, and they have to have the commandments of Elohim. So if they disobey like these two spies' commandments, you know, then the, the deal's off. So they have to have the commandments of Elohim, and they have to have the testimony of Yahshua. Now, Joshua. 22-24 and they went and came into the mountain and abode there three days until the pursuers were returned and the pursuers sought them throughout the way but found them not you know uh, it says so 
the two men returned and descended from the mountain and passed over and came to Joshua the son of Nun and told him all the things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly Yahuwah hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even the, all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. You know, and I see this as what's depicted in Revelation with the two witnesses. It says they came into the mountain and abode there three days. You know, and the pursuers uh, sought them throughout all the way. And I, I really believe that this is teaching us and telling us, you know, that during these three days that the uh, witnesses are dead. They're going to be pursuing everyone that's in the way of Yahuwah. And they're going to be killing them right, right behind those two witnesses. You know, and then they're going, after the third day, then they're going to be raised up. You know, and this is what Revelations 11, 8 through 11 tells us. It says, and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt. We're also... Our Adonai was crucified, and they are the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three and a half, uh, three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. And after three days and a half, the rock of life from Elohim entered into them. And they stood upon their feet, and great fear fell upon them with Sodom. Mm -hmm. You know, and so here it is. They're going to return, and they're going to re they're going to return to the body of Yahshua, the born again believers, and they're going to tell them everything that that befell them. You know, whichever, uh, however many that be left, because they're going to kill many of them that's in the way, looking for these two these two witnesses and so once they ascend into the heavens you know everyone that died behind them will be resurrected with them you know and so that is a picture of what's to come that's all Amen. I have for you today prayer was a blessing Tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Have a blessed evening. Till we meet again.